from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. If I sound a little confused, it's because, well, I am confused. My intro, when I do, when I have this notebook, my introduction uh, doesn't sound like what it just was. Usually I say, welcome back to buy the book, but buy the book. That chapter, that book has closed only to be opened as a new book, The Joy of Booking. We're in the Corona Cup, folks. This is season two, episode 22. And it's a very odd time to just suddenly up and switch podcast feeds, but that's what we're doing. So this is the first live or current edition of the Tournament of Nerdiness that will be taking place here on The Joy of Booking. And as I did on our first episode, I bid thee welcome. Uh, The plan today, in our last episode, I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've done it, uh, we took care of the double losers bracket which set up a triple losers bracket. And then we did the second round of the tournament proper, which not only set up the third round of that tournament, but it also then set up the second round of the consolations. So there are a whole lot of moving parts that need to kind of happen with the tournament of nerdiness. Uh, In case you're just joining us, this is your first episode last year in the middle of a global pandemic, I thought it was a good time to go back to my childhood, come up with a list of a thousand wrestlers or so, and do a giant tournament. That took 64 episodes to get through the entire tournament to determine who the winner was. I used to say it was my favorite wrestler of all time, and, you know, it's pretty close, but that was the person who just won that tournament, the inaugural season of the Corona Cup. Uh, Now... The pandemic is winding down. It's still out there, but it's winding down. And so I thought, well, let's do a tag tournament. So that is season two. And as I said, this is technically the 22nd episode of season two. Uh, We are on pages five through eight of the tournament. I have a notebook here. Uh, The front of each page had the inaugural brackets, and then the back had the constellations moving into the double round. And now, for some of us, we have the triple losers bracket. So I think that has caught you up. Um, As always, I try to go through the rules, mainly so that I remember them, but also so that you are aware of what some of the rules are, especially when we get into those double and triple losers brackets, because I picked 512 teams. I'm not going to be an expert in all of them. Uh, Let's go over our rules. Rule number one, a team with a name always has an advantage over a team without a name. So the Road Warriors are going to have an advantage over uh, Animal and Heidenreich, even though they may have been called Legion of Doom. They really weren't. Um, A team I've seen is going to have an advantage over a team I haven't seen. Uh, Let's see. History. We must consider a historical context uh, whenever possible. And then also, if I can't name the members of a team, that's generally a bad thing. So with that being said, I think we're ready to go. 
<clears throat> page five is open. I'm on the back side because I start with the double losers bracket because that is less exciting. And I want to end with some of our bigger things. So page five, uh, the double losers bracket. We have the team of triple XL, which is Ace Romero and a guy named Larry. I am pretty sure. Um, I don't remember. Larry D. I want to say it's Larry D. Uh, and they are going up against the New Japan team of Bushi and Shingo. Now, if you're just joining us uh, and you are a, a stalwart fan of New Japan, you might not enjoy these episodes because my lack of knowledge into Japanese wrestling means that the teams from New Japan always at a disadvantage. Same with the wrestlers from New Japan. Always at a disadvantage when it comes to my tournaments because I don't know enough about them to really make informed decisions. However, in this instance, despite the fact that Team XXXL does have a team name, uh, I am giving the win to Bushi and Shingo. Those who follow my tournaments <clears throat> will be relieved to know that I was worried before recording today I couldn't find my purple pen. And you know that I do all of this in purple, and I was really I – I would have been fine had I had to switch over to a black or a blue pen. But when I found the purple pen, it was hiding. When I found it, there was great relief and joy. Uh, the next matchup in the double losers bracket, <clears throat> the New Japan team, again, of Gato and Jado taking on uh, the American Dragon and Curry Man. Now, this is where the tournament gets tough, my friends not just because they're deciding to mow the lawn outside. And I wonder how much of that's going to come in over the audio. Seems like quite a bit now that I paused and went and checked. But we're going to persevere. We're going to carry on. A couple of signs uh, so far this morning that maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to ignore them and keep going. Um, this is the tough part of the tournament. I love Curry Man. I love Christopher Daniels. Uh, I'm quite fond of Daniel Bryan, the American Dragon. However, I think when we get to the historical context part of this tournament, I think I've got to give the win to Gato and Jado. You know, they were trendsetters. They came over to ECW. They wrestled in WCW. They're clearly a top team in <clears throat> Japan. And so I have to give the win to them. So unfortunately for the American Dragon and Curry Man, while I'm sure that team is amazing, you know, they lost to Bad Company in the first round. Can't do anything about that. They lost to the enforcers, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco in the second round. Can't do anything about that. And then they lose to Gato and Jado. So just tough luck for the American Dragon and Curryman. Luckily for them, they will easily win this triple losers bracket with uh, the team of triple XL, despite being much too undersized uh, and things will be better for them. Now that doesn't mean that Bushi and Shingo are going to go on to take on Gato and Jado. That's not how this always works. We're still kind of working through the double losers bracket. Maybe I'll make more pages. I don't quite know yet, but at least they're in place. Maybe the consolation round will drop them down. That's always a possibility, too. All right. Let's move on to the tournament proper here for page five. Another tough, tough, painful um, match right opening the show. The fabulous Freebirds taking on Lance Storm and William Regal. While I have not watched 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to presume that there are people who have found the joy of booking separate from DDT Wrestling and are getting into this for the very first time. Uh, once again, I bid thee welcome. <clears throat> I was watching, trying to watch all the Nitros. I did watch all the Nitros. I was trying to watch chronologically. I was watching Raws and Smackdowns and ECWs, and I was right up to late 2000, early 2001. I was very close to the end of ECW and the end of WCW. Uh, and then the WWE Network switched over to Peacock. I have not dared check to see how much is up on Peacock and how much isn't. Uh, it hurts my heart a bit to go look. Uh, so I've had to pause that quest. So I missed the team of Lance Storm and William Regal. That was not my prime watching time <clears throat> as a wrestling fan. Uh, but I love both of them, and I can only imagine that their team was just mwah, exquisite. But having said that, you, you've got to give. The Freebirds are a number one pick for a reason. In season two, in case you didn't know, in season two I had number one and number two rankings. You In the first tournament, it was all random. It was a totally randomized bracket system. In this one, uh, the number one team, the number 16 team, and the number two team were ranked. Everything else was random. Uh, so the Freebirds will beat Lance Storm and William Regal. Uh, Storm and William Regal will go into the consolation round. They'll go to the bottom of the bracket to avoid any potential... Um, what is it called? To avoid any potential rematches. Uh, and they're going to take on the Enforcers. So Arn and Larry Zbysko versus Lance Storm and William Regal. <laughs> I'd love to watch that match. All right. Uh, the Powers of Pain taking on the Blackjacks. Not the new Blackjacks, the original Blackjacks of Mulligan and Lanza versus the Powers of Pain, Barbarian and Warlord. That would be a very fun match. I can't say personally... If I know that the Blackjacks as a team had a huge historical relevance. Obviously, they're famous team. Obviously, they're Hall of Famers. Obviously, uh, Blackjack Mulligan leads to Barry Windham and Kendall Windham, which leads to, um, you know, and, and then I think, what is it? Is it that there's a daughter who married Mike Rotunda, who then had Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt? So clearly there's some lineage there for Blackjack Mulligan. But again, the team, were they the first team to have the single black glove? I can't honestly say that with any certainty. Um, were they the first team to be cowboys? Probably not. Am I trying to come up with a reason to justify giving the win to the barbarian and the warlord? I am. I am. And I've seen the Powers of Pain. I don't know that I've watched the Blackjacks much wrestle. Probably seen maybe one or two matches, but I've watched a bit of the Powers of Pain. So because this is my tournament and because I want to have a bit of fun and also because they have there's an inner circle, in case you don't know, uh, three very dear friends of mine, Brandon Banks and Jeremy and Glenn. You're going to hear from two of those three people later in this episode. Um they send in what are called hot tags, where I turn to them to give, give me some information or give me an opinion to help me make my decisions. You are also welcome to do that if you're new to the show. You have an opinion here. 
You think you have insight into who should win, Triple XL or the American Dragon and Curry Man? Please send it on in to me. Uh, I'll be happy to listen and perhaps play your audio on the show. Or you can send an email and I'll read the email. If you are uh, a little nervous about your voice, many people are. Uh, so I'm going to give the win. Nobody sent me anything about the Blackjacks. So I'm going to give the win to the Powers of Pain. The Blackjacks will take on Team 3D. Uh, the Dudleys are part of this team multiple times. The only way I was going to get 512 teams. There's multiple iterations. This is the TNA uh, version of Team 3D, Bubba and Devon, or Brother Ray and Brother Devon, Devon Devon. Uh, and so they'll take on the Blackjacks in what would also be a very good match. Uh, next up, we have Three Count versus the Fantastics. Now, if you don't know Jeremy... Jeremy and Glenn, by the way, host an excellent podcast, the Piece of Business podcast, uh, Friends of the DDT Wrestling Family. I encourage you, actually part of the family. Uh, I encourage you to go check them out. Piece of Business podcast would be what I would search for. Um, they offer their opinions on the world of wrestling, and then they watch a piece of business. They watch a match and kind of comment on it. Excellent idea. Excellent gents. Both dear friends. Uh, Jeremy specifically a fan of, of old school wrestling. And so I was threatened. Let's just, let's just say it. I was threatened with physical harm if I give three count the win over the Fantastics. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I was threatened. Um, there, was a, there was a gif sent to me of, what's the name? Arthur the Aardvark, where he like gets twitchy and his fist shakes. He balls up his fist. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was bullying. It wasn't bullying. Bullying's a serious charge. Uh, but I was threatened a little bit by Jeremy if I gave three count the win over the Fantastics. So let's go through uh, my rules here. Let's try to be objective about this. Uh, both teams have a name. I have watched both teams wrestle. I will say, full honesty... I have seen more of three count than of the Fantastics. It's just a fact. Um, I can't speak for the historical context of the Fantastics. Three count clearly left a legacy. Uh, and I can name members of all of them. Three count is uh, Shane Helms and Shannon Moore and it. I was going to say Frankie Kazarian, but that's not right. Evan Courageous. I did, I did know it. The Fantastics, obviously, Tommy Fulton and Bobby Rogers. Love you, Jeremy. Tommy Fulton. No, wait. Now I'm wrong. Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers. Confused myself. Uh, I will, of course, give the win to the Fantastics. I think uh, on suggestion from Jeremy at one point, I did watch a match. I believe it was the Fantastics versus the Sheep Herders who we'll see later in this tournament. Uh, that was brutal. And while I enjoy Three Count and their work with the Young Dragons, clearly not to the same caliber of team as the Fantastics. Plus, we now get an awesome matchup in the Consolation second round. Three Count loses, and they will take on the 2010 version, the more modern version, of the Hardys. So whether this is Brother Matt and Brother Jeff or whatever version you want to give, this is the older guy's version. And so the idea that Three Count would take on the Hardys in any context, especially when you consider Shane Helms, I believe, either grew up with them or trained with them. There's a connection there. Very, very fun. Our final matchup of page five in the first round, we have Bad Company versus The Rockers. 
Now, this is historically significant all on its own because Bad Company and the Midnight Rockers, which was what the Rockers were called in the AWA, had a great feud, traded a tag team title a couple times, if I am correct, and I believe I am. Uh, I believe the Midnight Rockers probably got the better of that, and I, I have to give the Rockers the win over Bad Company. As much as I like Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, I got to give the win to the Rockers. So Bad Company goes on, and they will take on the team of Heidenreich and Animal. Hey, we just talked about them when we talked about the 16th seeds or the named versus not named. Um, so our third round matchups for page five, Fabulous Freebirds versus the Powers of Pain. That would be fun. And the Fantastics versus the Rockers, which would also be amazingly fun. That wraps up page five. Let us turn our attention to page six of the tag team Corona Cup Tournament of Nerdiness here on the Joy of Booking podcast. Uh, we have another New Japan team, uh, Desperado and Kanamaru, who's the guy with the whiskey bottle. I don't know his first name. Man, these lawn mowing people. Just give you a chance to hear what it sounds like outside my window right now. Uh, Desperado and Kanemaru are taking on the Heavenly Bodies. Now, this is the version with Stan Lane, not Tom Pritchard in the Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey. Stan Lane was a part of this. Um, they lost to a team we're going to hear a hot tag for in a bit. And then they lost again to the team of Tons of Funk. Maybe a mistake on my part. I don't know. Uh, I'll give the win to the Heavenly Bodies. Again, my apologies to New Japan, but it just comes down to a lack of... Uh, experience on my part. And then we have <clears throat> uh, b teams that probably were teaming together in New Japan, but I am familiar with all of them much more than usual. Uh, the first team is Matt Seidel and Ricochet. Matt Seidel, of course, is Evan Bourne. Ricochet is, of course, Prince Puma. Taking on the team of Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, and Taguchi. Now, I've seen one of these teams... Uh, there was a time when I had New Japan. I got rid of it for um, reasons we don't need to get into. Slight disagreement with who they chose to make champion. That's no longer an issue, but I haven't renewed my subscription. Um, I was watching all the Wrestle Kingdoms, and there were, I think, on two different occasions, I got to watch the team of Devitt and Taguchi. They were quite good. If you see Taguchi in a more modern sense where he's the coach and he's much more of a silly character, you forget or you just are not aware that he was a very good wrestler back in the day. Uh, so I'm giving the win to Prince Devitt and Taguchi, which puts Desperado and Kanemaru versus Seidel and King Ricochet in the triple losers bracket. So that shows you the kind of quality teams we have here in this tournament. If teams like, you know, if guys like Evan Bourne and Ricochet make it into the triple losers bracket. That was the sound of me trying to flip the page with fervor. Uh, oh, my goodness. You know, a professional podcaster would pause, edit out all the lawnmower sound effects. If this is your first time joining us here on The Joy of Booking, uh, let me please tell you that I am not a professional podcaster. I may sound good. I may have silky tones and great audio quality. Oh my God, he's coming back. But, uh, yeah, 
Unless it gets really bad and they start weed whacking outside this window, which has happened, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to push on. I'm going to persevere. Uh, we go to the tournament proper for page six. This would be a very fun matchup, but the uh, the winner is clear. The Road Warriors, the number one seed for page six, taking on the dynasty. That would be MJF and Richard Holiday. Whether or not you want to throw Hammerstone in there, you can. Uh, it's... It doesn't matter because the Road Warriors clearly need to be the winner of that matchup. The Dynasty move into the Constellations to take on uh, LAX, which is the Hernandez and Homicide version of LAX. Uh, Our next matchup is the team of Team Canada, TNA's Team Canada. Uh, You know, your Robert Roods or your Bobby Roods, your Petey Williams, your... um, Devitt? No, not Devitt. Johnny Devine, um, your A1 Steak Sauce, the other guy, Scott Demore, the other guys from Team Canada that I'm currently forgetting. Eric Young, that's the one, uh, taking on Lorcan and Birch. Uh, before I say anything, I want to hear from bestest of all besties, Glenn, our UK friend. He has something to say about this matchup before I make my decision. So, Glenn, let's hear from you. A team of incredible talent, but bad luck. Orny Lorcan and Danny Birch were the NXT tag champs when Birch suffered a shoulder injury. And I don't feel that because WWE haven't given them a team name, that they should lose to a bunch of Canadians with a name. That is why I'm doing this hot tag. Glenn, as always, my world is brightened just by the sound of your voice. And I was going to say, I think at this point, Lorcan and Birch, because it sounds so perfectly diagonally, uh, it sounds like it comes right out of the Harry Potter universe. I think that is their team name. I always thought it should be one, two strike because Oni comes out with the one finger and Danny comes out with two fingers. Uh, but either way, Lorcan and Birch are a great team. Team Canada had its moments. Don't get me wrong. But I was not going to let a little rule like the one I came up with change that opinion uh, I, I will say however their uh, third round opponent you're gonna have to do a, some serious hot tagging if you want to get them over hawk and animal that's all i'm gonna say uh team canada moving into the constellations they will be taking on the minnesota stretching crew not to be confused with a different minnesota crew we'll hear from another one of the inner circle uh when we get to that Next up, the Blue Bloods versus the Viking Experience Raiders machine. Now, this is not War Machine. This is the Viking Raiders. I like Warbeard Hansen. I like Ray Rowe. I don't know if I like Eric and Ivar. Currently, if you had to ask me what their biggest moment in WWE TV is, I would say it's whatever the match with the Street Profits that involved a bowling ball. Uh, I enjoyed that. Many people did not. And if we're going to go with Wrestle Silly here, you got to give the win to the Blue Bloods, Regal and Eaton, and that's what I'm doing. The Blue Bloods get the win. The Viking Raiders, we're going to have a tag team hoss fight in the Constellations because they will take on the aforementioned Tongues of Funk. So Tenzai and Brodus versus Eric and Ivar. Our final uh, second round match, let's remember what round we're in, of page six. The Forgotten Sons, whomever they were, are taking on the Briscoe Brothers, 
you know, the Forgotten Sons, the fact that they made it to the second round is a sign that the randomness really probably isn't the way to go, but I don't have the energy to do anything better. Now, this is the Briscoes, um, Jerry and Jack. This is not the Briscoes, Jay and Mark. This is the old school Briscoes. They beat the Forgotten Sons. Uh, to give you a sense of where, you know, we're supposed to be all about evergreen content, but I like to give you a snapshot of where I am in time. On yesterday's episode of Impact, Steve Cutler, who was a member of the Forgotten Sons, had a vignette announcing he was coming to Impact Wrestling, which is absolutely the most vanilla news I think I may have ever heard. Uh, so the Forgotten Sons will take on Lenny and Lodi in the second round of the Constellations. And in our third round matchups, here on page six, Road Warriors versus Lorcan and Bush. Good luck, Oni. Good luck, Danny. And the Blue Bloods versus the Briscoe Brothers, which would be, if you think about, you know, those four people, probably a great match on a variety of different fronts. I don't hear any lawnmowers, so let's move quickly on to page seven. Uh, and the double losers bracket, we have the Bravado Brothers versus the team of Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly. Uh, I love Charlie Haas. He's one of my favorites. I'm fond of Hardcore Holly. I don't recall them at being a team, but I'm glad that they were. And I don't think I've ever seen the Bravado Brothers in action. So that's an easy win for uh, Haas and Holly. And then in the next matchup, we have Gunner and James Storm. Is Gunner Jackson Riker? Is Jackson Riker Bram? Who's Dexter Loomis? I always get that confused because that era of TNA wasn't watching at all. Uh, they're taking on two of the Armstrong brothers. This would be Brad Armstrong, a.k.a. Arachnaman, and Brian Armstrong, a.k.a. The Road Dog. We're going to give the win to the Armstrongs. And so Gunner and Storm are in the triple losers bracket taking on the Bravado brothers. That brings us to the main page and our next hot tag, the team of Lethal Consequences, Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed, a team I like quite a bit, taking on the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. I had a hunch I'd be hearing from Jeremy with this one. What do you get when you combine Ric Flair's need for a driver and an offhanded comment by Junkyard Dog? You get the foundation of the greatest faction, in my opinion, of all time. But let's go back a while. In the late 60s, Gene Anderson needed a partner. After a brief run with Lars Anderson, Gene, being the only real Anderson, brought in a no-nonsense brawler named Ole Anderson. Ole and Gene, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, dominated the NWA Tag Team Division in the 70s, winning the tag titles eight times. By 1981, Gene was ready to step away from in-ring action to become a manager. This left Ole and the Minnesota Wrecking Crew in a lurch. That's where Ric Flair and JYD come in. In 1984, Ric was working some shots in Florida and needed a driver. He saw something he liked at a young wrestler named Marty Lundy. Ric hired Marty to drive him across the Florida territory for a few weeks. Marty was honored and learned a lot about the wrestling business during those few weeks, but Ric soon moved on, and so did Marty. Marty next found himself in the Mid-South Territory. Bill Watts was finishing Marty up, and the promising young wrestler was unsure what his next move would be. Everything changed on a word from JYD. As the boys were milling about in the locker room, Dog's deep, gravelly voice said, Hey, Bill, that Lundy kid looks like Ole Anderson. Send him to Georgia. 
Watts agreed and more or less told Marty that he was headed to Georgia and to Ole, sight unseen. Even the legendarily grumpy Ole Anderson had no choice but to agree with Dog's assessment. Gone was Marty Lundy, and a new Anderson was born. Ole and Arn reformed the Minnesota Wrecking Crew and won the NWA Tag Team title, but perhaps the most historically impactful part of their history is that it was Ole and Arn, not Ric Flair, who was over the moon to have the former Marty Lundy in Georgia, and not Tully Blanchard, who was doing well as a singles heel but needed that one more little thing that were the foundation of the horsemen. Arn and Ole and Rick and Tully were the dominant heels in the promotion, were always working on top, and were hated by the fans. They naturally gravitated to each other, and the four horsemen were born. We should note that it didn't hurt that head booker Dusty Rhodes saw something that he could work with now that he had a dominant heel stable to pit himself against. The Gene and Ole duo won eight titles. The Ole and Arn duo founded the Four Horsemen. Any way you stretch it, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew were both dominant and significant, and in any combination, one of the best bell-to-bell tag teams of all time. Thank you again, Jeremy. And once again, please, everyone, go subscribe and listen on the old iTunes gimmick to the Peace of Business podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't really know other, any other places, but I'm sure they exist. Uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew, great team. Obviously, they will get the win over Lethal Consequences, though I would have loved to hear in Jeremy. If I, if I could offer some advice, I would love to have heard in that hot tag again a reason why they should beat a team like Lethal Consequences because Jay Lethal Consequences Creed, two great wrestlers, great combination of their name to make a good tag team name. You know, got to acknowledge the competition at least a little bit. Minnesota advances. Lethal Consequences will take on TMDK, the Mighty Don't Kneel, in what would be an excellent X-Division-style tag team matchup. Next up, we have the Jurassic Powers, Hercules and Scott Norton versus Legado de Fantasma, who, by the time you hear this, could be close to becoming uh, tag team champions in NXT. I think that's a matchup set for In Your House, I want to say, which is in a week or two. Now, I have seen more of Legato de Fantasma than I have of the Jurassic Powers, but they're the Jurassic Powers. Hercules and Scott Norton, two big hoss guys. I got to give them the win. I got to. That's going to be a much more interesting third round matchup. Legato, they go take on the team of Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler, which would be an interesting match. Uh, we have... The Dirty Dogs. I got to call them the Dirty Dogs. I didn't, they didn't have a team name when we started this. Uh, but the Dirty Dogs, Ziggler and Rude, uh, they are taking on the Ascension. And, you know, as much as I loved, when I started getting back into wrestling with the birth of the WWE Network, the Ascension was huge in NXT. And they were booked beautifully, like you would expect like a team like the Road Warriors to be booked. And then that all just went away so, so quickly. Uh, so I'll give the win to the Dirty Dogs. The Ascension will go take on... Oh, is this a rematch? Do we actually have a rematch happening? Oh, no. No, we don't. I was wrong. <clears throat> they will be taking on the 2010s version of the New Age Outlaws. And our final round seven matchup is the unholy alliance of uh, Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck taking on 
what would we call it? We call it SCU. I don't remember what their team name was before that. Uh, Daniels and Kazarian. Again, that matchup would be fantastic. Tajiri and Daniels, Whipwreck and Kaz. That's a great match, but I got to give it to Daniels and Kaz. Daniels, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. So now we get in the consolations, we're going to get a fantastic matchup, an all-ECW matchup, Sabu and Taz versus Tajiri and Whipwreck. Tell me you wouldn't want to watch that match. Our round three matchups for page seven, Minnesota Wrecking Crew versus the Jurassic Powers. That would be fun. And then the Dirty Dogs taking on Daniels and Kazarian. What was their name in Ring of Honor? Daniels, Kaz, Ring of Honor. I usually don't check things. But I feel like I need to know their name. <clears throat> so Cal Uncensored. Yeah, I know that. But that wasn't it. The Addiction. That's what I remember. They were Addiction. They were Bad Influence. But I remember them as The Addiction. And they are taking on the Dirty Dogs again. That would be a fantastic matchup to watch. All right, Paige. You're the only thing standing between us and the end of this episode. In the... Double losers bracket. We have <clears throat> the Cheeseburger and the Will Ferrara taking on the Dirty White Boys. Um, hmm. Well, this is a problem. Let me tell you why it's a problem. It's a problem because I have no interest at all in giving a win to Cheeseburger. I don't like Cheeseburger. I think Cheeseburger is kind of silly. But at the same time, I don't remember who the other dirty white boy is. So while I don't like the thugs, is it him and Tracy Smothers? Is that the team I'm thinking about? It might be. Because, you know, the dirty white boys tag team, I don't know who that would be besides that. Dirty White Boys. Let's see here. Pro Wrestling Fandom. Tony Anthony and... Okay. It says, Dirty White Boys are a professional wrestling team. It shows a picture of them. That's not Tracy Smothers. But it doesn't tell me who the other guy was. So, Len Denton. I remember that because the name all sounds familiar. Len Denton. Oh, that took a lot of work, though. And I feel like if it took a lot of work. No, I'm giving it to him. I won't do it. I draw the line at Cheeseburger. Ho-ho is a no-no. And I draw the line at Cheeseburger. And I'm putting Len Denton's name in there. Uh, If anything, Cheeseburger and Will Ferrara should be happy because um, the other double loser matchup uh, had a buy because we had in the consolations poor Miz. The Miz, if you don't know, gets screwed in this tournament every single time. It's not my fault. It's just the way it happens. Uh, it was the Miz and Shane McMahon taking on the Miz and Damian Mizdow. We were going to have a Miz on Miz matchup, except the Miz and Damian Mizdow won a last chance triple threat at the end of round one to make it into round two. So there was no loser of the Miz and Shane, that Miz on Miz matchup. So there was a bye. So Andrade and Angel Garza, they got a bye 
out of the double losers bracket. And so Cheeseburger and Will Ferrara are currently the only triple losers on page eight. So it looks like they at least will advance. They won't be a four-time loser. That's as much as I will give to you, Cheeseburger. Let's go to the tournament proper. The Wild Samoans, the number one team, taking on the team of Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke. Uh, that is an interesting matchup, and the Wild Samoans would decimate Guido and Mamaluke in about 12 seconds. Uh, Guido and Mamaluke will take on the team I just mentioned, The Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, the Bad Breed, those would be the Rotten Brothers, Axel and Ian, taking on Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. Yes, the Bad Breed has a name. But I like Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, and I really want to watch them wrestle the Wild Samoans, so that's what we going to do. The Bad Breed will go take on the team of Kane and RVD in the Consolation second round. Uh, the Body Donna, speaking of Rob Van Dam, he wasn't a Body Donna, that's not the point I was trying to make, but... Uh, you know, RVD had a time when he was just winning tag titles with everybody. So he won it with Kane. He also won it with Booker T. And so Kane, no, not Kane, Booker T and RVD will be taking on the Body Donnas. Now the Body Donnas have a name. Um, I know all of them. I've watched them all. Actually, no, I don't know if I've seen a Booker T, Rob Van Dam tag team match. I'm being 100% honest. That was not my era. I was falling out of wrestling at that time. Uh, and historical context, the body donnas lead to the rise of Sonny. Where is the dark side of the ring episode on Sonny? How about that? Are they waiting for her to get out of jail? That might be it. They might be waiting for her to get out of jail. Um, but Sonny, in addition to being my teenage uh, entree into certain worlds, um, Sonny took over the world. She, she reached, she was one of the first superstars of the internet. Uh, and so from a historical context, I got to give the win to the Body Donnas, Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido. So Booker T and RVD will go take on, this would be an interesting TNA matchup. They're taking on the team of AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. That's four Hall of Famers having the time of their lives in a matchup together. Uh, but the Body Donnas are going to get the win. And then our final matchup, we have the team of Jindrak and O'Hare taking on War Machine. Not the Viking Raiders. This is War Machine. And War Machine was amazing. I was watching Ring of Honor kind of in the end of War Machine's time, and it was fantastic. They were so good. And I say that as someone who loved Sean O'Hare and tolerated Mark Jindrak. Uh, but War Machine's got to get the win there. Jindrak and O'Hare will take on the Acolytes in the Constellation second round. So our page eight matchups, I mentioned it already, but it's worth mentioning again. The Wild Samoans taking on the team of Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. Don't even put up the ring for that. Just let them fight through the arena. And then the Body Donnas versus War Machine, which would be hilarious to watch. Uh, what a way to end this episode. What a way to end the first version of the Corona Cup, a.k.a. the Tournament of Nerdiness, on the joy of booking which I'm having a fabulous time. Uh, I will be uploading some of the older tournament episodes for you if you're interested. I hope you enjoy. Um, I haven't worked out a really snazzy ending yet like I had for Buy the Book, but I had a great time. I hope you had a great time as well. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Uh, 
that's where you can find me. That's where you can reach me. That's where you can tell me just how much you're loving the Corona Cup. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.